We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Bring the Juice. Guys, hope you all are doing well. Your guys, Cody and Derek, here back for another episode. And in this episode, guys, we are going to be talking about what we call secret superstars. So if anybody's like, okay, what does that mean? I think we've kind of come to the conclusion that when we talk about guys that are secret superstars, I feel like, Derek, there's guys that have played well in spurts, right, that have that have shown a lot of potential to be really, really good, potentially elite players, that now they're going to get an opportunity, and we really feel like these guys, um, maybe all these guys, actually, could develop into Pro Bowl, All-Pro kind of players based off of where they are right now. Now, there are obviously some contingents staying healthy and things of that nature. That's the biggest one, but... Uh, let's get into it. Let's kind of, t- kind of talk about it. We have, I believe, five guys that we are going to mention here today. Uh, we always start with the offense. So let's start with the defense here today. Let's start all the way back in the defensive backfield. Let's talk about two guys that we want to talk about here in the defensive backfield. The first guy being Isaiah Rogers. Yeah, I mean, Isaiah Rogers, what can you say? about a guy like Isaiah Rogers really came into the scene after being drafted in the sixth round, really was more of a special teams guy his rookie year, and then got to have some chances at playing defensive back later in that year. And we all remember the Buffalo game, saw that he shut down Stephon Diggs for a good portion of that. And then, you know, this last year, you know, was really the cornerback two when it came to the rest of the season. But at the end of the day, you would have thought he was cornerback one. You know, the way this guy was playing, especially in man-to-man coverage, you know, Isaiah Rogers is just a phenomenal athlete, tracks the ball really well. And, I mean, what we're seeing in this is everybody kind of already knows Isaiah Rogers, and most Colts fans predict to have, you know, him maybe even go higher than what he already is. And that's what you and I are thinking, is that Isaiah Rogers, if this guy taps into, you know, what – uh, Mike Mitchell and some of these other guys are about to start teaching him. Then this guy, this guy could be a legitimate top twenty cornerback in the league without a question because of the speed that this guy is able to beat you with. There's not a receiver in the NFL that can burn this guy and stay up with it on that pace because of how fast he is. And 
if he's learning from Stephon Gilmore and he's learning from Mike Mitchell, who's been there and done that, you know, guys like that that are going to help him to develop his game, Isaiah Rodgers can go from a really good player to an elite player just after this season. And he's got a tremendous opportunity this year because Rocky Sin, obviously, now in Vegas. So he's got a great opportunity to be cornerback number two on the outside for the Colts because I really felt like he took a massive leap last year um, and he wasn't even the full-time starter. Now Xavier Rhodes is also not coming back to the Colts. So it, it opens up a great opportunity. Obviously he's going to have to earn it. He's going to compete with Brandon face on for that cornerback number two outside corner position, but I really think he's going to win that. And I think he has a chance to really ascend even further here in year number three for him. So that's the first guy. Second guy we got to talk about is Julian Blackman. We have to talk about him. He was hurt most of last year, obviously had that major injury right at the beginning of the season, and the Colts really missed out on year two of Blackman being in their system. But now he gets an opportunity coming back fully healthy, and a lot of people have seen, seemed to forget how great Julian Blackman was given the circumstances his rookie season, You know, coming in not fully healthy the entire season and making the kind of impact that he did. I mean, that was absolutely like unheard of. Like He was honestly, if Chase Young... Uh, didn't have that tremendous rookie season. I really think that Julian Blackman might have won Defensive Rookie of the Year that year. That's how impactful he was. And if he would have been fully healthy, I really think he would have taken it away or really come close and gave Chase Young a, re- a run for his money. But um, all that to say, Julian Blackman now has a chance in year number three. If he can stay healthy, that's the big if. If he can stay healthy and be fully recovered from that major injury, I think the sky's the limit for a guy like Julian Blackman because he is a turnover machine. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that's where the secret superstar aspect comes into play. Some people have forgotten just how good Julian Blackman actually was his first year when he wasn't fully healthy and wasn't in great football shape at that time. And that was how good he was when he wasn't even 100%. And what you think now for him being 100% now and what he could provide for you potentially. I mean, again, just another young stud that really could provide you an amazing step up with this secondary. He was already really good. His rookie year had three turnovers that were game winning. So you you understand that this guy not only plays well, but he plays well when the game is on the line, right? I mean, intercepted Joe Burrow, intercepted Nick Foles uh, in that Chicago game. Wonder if he's cracked a joke with Nick Foles about that yet. Uh, has had a few more great plays as well. You know, I the mean, Green Bay game. Yeah, I, I can't forget that one. Yep, can't forget that one. Yeah, Green Bay game. You know, just just being able to make those big plays in the big moments. I mean, that's what everyone in sports media wants from people nowadays, right? It's not good enough to just be good nowadays. You have to be good when the game is on the line. That's how you stand out. And if Julian Blackman can keep doing what he's did from his rookie season, we got it. We got a secret superstar on our hands. Yeah, I really believe so. With the new system, I also think it's going to do him well because you think the pass rush is going to get better. It's only going to help guys like Julian Blackman in that backfield. So. Um, really exciting to see him here. You know, if he can stay healthy here in year three, I think he has a great opportunity. You know, we were tempted to put Nick Cross on this list, but I think just for the simple fact that he's still a rookie, I don't think he quite makes the list. Now he could have a major impact and I could be completely eating my words in a couple a couple months here. But as it stands right now, I think he's just going to be an honorable mention, but he very easily could make this list because the sky's the limit for him. We just haven't seen him at the NFL level yet. So it's hard to 
say he's a superstar yet, right? But very, very obviously could uh, very quickly. So we'll keep an eye on him. Uh, let's continue, though, into some other guys that we're going to talk about. We got to stay on the defensive side here, and we have to talk about Dioa Dangbo. Nobody's talking about Dioa Dangbo, and I think it's absolute insanity because this dude is a freak, absolute freak on that defensive line, longer than DeForest Buckner, wasn't fully healthy last year, in a new system that really helps those defensive linemen. I think Dioa Dangbo could potentially be uh, an X factor. I really do. He is that, that like talented. I really believe that. So give me your thoughts on Dio Dang, but I know he was the first guy you named when we talked about super secret superstars. So let me know your thoughts on Dio. I love the X factor uh, put in there. I love that. Uh, I mean, really nobody is talking about Dio because we've been talking about Yannick Ngakwe. Of course you'd talk about him. Yannick is a, is a fringe uh, superstar defensive end. You know, he's been there, done that for a long time. You talk about DeForest Buckner and what he is for the team. And then you talk about Quiddy Pay, who we saw kind of break in at the end of last season. You know, you're talking about, you know, how good he can be on the opposite end with Yannick now taking some of the pressure away from him. But now what you're not hearing enough is, is how good Dio Dangbo really can be. The potential is through the roof with this guy. This guy was a first-round draft pick if it not had been for that uh, ACL tear that he had from the get-go. So you, you have to know just how high the Colts were on him and even coming back and still trying to do something. Obviously, didn't have the full offseason, wasn't healthy, wasn't in great football shape. So it really didn't go out the way he wanted. But this time around, he's going to now be able to do things the way he wants to do it, fully healthy, ready to go. This guy, Cody, I'm calling it right here, right now. By the end of this season, this guy's going to be our third down defensive tackle. Our third down defensive tackle on the opposite end with DeForest Buckner. I promise you, he will be in there on third downs, every third down, making his presence known on that pass rush. I guarantee it. Yeah, uh, that's got to be scary for some offenses, man, when Dio gets going, because you have two extremely talented and two extremely long guys at defensive line. At defensive six tackle. foot six, six foot seven, bro. It doesn't get yep. much scarier than that. Long wingspans. I mean, my goodness. Longest wingspan for an an edge guy to ever come into the draft, by the way. That's a nightmare. And then you have Quiddy Pay, who we all think is going to make a big jump this year. You have Yannick, obviously, a 10-sack guy a year ago. I mean, this could be, honestly, and we said it last year, and unfortunately it didn't really happen because, you know, of a couple different situations. But it could honestly be one of the scariest front fours when it comes to getting after the passer. I really believe it. And with added on, with the new scheme that automatically, I think, makes your pass rush better based off of the history of Gus Bradley's defenses. I mean, I think this could be a match made in heaven for this Colts defense. I really believe their sack total is going to go up tremendously. Is it Certainly possible? Their pressure total. I mean, is, is it possible that this could be the best front four that the Indianapolis Colts have had in over a decade? Uh, I, I really think it's a possibility. It's got the potential honestly. for it. Now, that's not saying much because we really haven't had a whole lot uh, to speak <laughs> of. But, yeah, I mean, I certainly think um, at its best, this this could honestly be one of the best front four units in the NFL. I really believe that. And it should be because the Colts have invested a ton of capital into this defensive uh, defensive line room. So really excited to see that and really excited to, even to see, like, 
you know, if Dio starts coming on, how does that help other guys like DeForest Buckner get one yes. more one-on-one opportunities? You know, everybody benefits from that. So mm-hmm. I'm really excited to see Dio Dangbo here in year number two, fully healthy, kind of like a Julian Blackman, you know, now that he's fully back. I really want to see what he can provide. I really think it's going to be a lot. So really looking forward to that. All right. A uh, couple guys here on the offense. Since we talked about the defensive line last, I figure we'll go to the offensive line and talk about right guard Danny Pinter, who I thought was absolutely phenomenal last year at center when he filled in for Ryan Kelly in that stretch. And now he's going to go over to right guard, obviously still going to be your backup center. But Danny Pinter, in my mind, Derek, I think this is the easiest guy that I could say he could be one of the best guards in football. I mean, really, really soon. I really believe that. He may not be the most physical, mauler, Quentin Nelson kind of guard, but I really think that from an athletic standpoint and what we saw from him last year playing at center, I think Danny Penter has a chance here uh, to really develop into a really quality Pro Bowl caliber kind of guard. I really believe he can. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you've seen what he's been as a backup. You've seen what he's done as a backup now uh, with doing the great things that he has. And now he's getting a chance to be a bona fide starter and get those those reps, all those reps that he normally probably wouldn't get from before. You know, he was taking on guys that were better than him, but yet he was still able to get the best of them when times when he wasn't the main guy. Now he is going to be the main guy. And I wonder how much more that extra coaching, that extra experience, learning those uh, how to balance these big guys up front is going to help him. He was already one, probably the best backup guy that we had on all of our offensive line the last few seasons that we've had him. And like you said, he fits perfectly into the way the Colts want to use their offensive line, right? They love zone run block scheming. And that's exactly what you get a guy like in Danny Pinter, who is an athletic guy that can move. That's what the, a great thing for him. So Danny Pinter's going into a great situation. He's going to be right next to Ryan Kelly and Braden Smith. He's going to get all that extra time and effort from the coaching and getting more chances to learn from the best. And that's the great thing for him because if he's already this good from what he has been and he's only been a, a backup at this point, can only imagine how much better he can get with more real game time experience. Mm, very excited to see uh, what he does here um, now getting a full-time role like you mentioned. All right, the last guy, probably going to be controversial. I wouldn't be shocked. We debated a couple guys. We debated Alec Pierce potentially, but kind of the same argument with the rookies. You know, we just slightly keeps him off the list. But I think we have to talk about Paris Campbell because when he's healthy, which is a big if, but when he is healthy, he is effective. Guys, he is effective. He changes this Colts offense. He changes the way that they want to do things. We have to talk about him. We have yeah. to. It, 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 the literal definition of a superstar, you can't ignore a superstar. A superstar changes the way the teams look at players. It looks changes the way they look at a team and how they devise their game plan. And Paris Campbell can be one of those guys when he is healthy. He makes plays down the field. He makes those short uh those runs that you know keep you on your toes, the sweeps, uh, the drag routes, you know, him getting the ball in his hands is so scary. Nobody wants to try and track down a guy that can run a 4-3-2-40 in any given moment. Nobody wants to have the ball in that guy's hands out in the open field because that guy's going to make a lot of people miss. So, again, we've said it before and we've, we're going to say it again. The injury aspect of this is what has kept him back for so long. 
But what you're stating is, is that if this guy remains healthy, what is his impact on the field? In the minimal, very minimal time we have seen from him, he has been very impactful in the times that he has been on the field. And that is another thing with the secret superstar because most people are discounting it. Most people are counting him out at this point. So that's the point of being a secret superstar. You never know when it comes to Paris Campbell, but you really hope he stays healthy because if he is, this offense is going to be elite. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I was tempted to throw Naheem Hines on this list as well, but I think he's already shown us that he's a superstar. He he already has shown he can be an elite out of the backfield running back when he He wants to be, when they get him involved. When they give him the ball. And that's just been the issue. It hasn't really been. Hines hasn't gotten, you know, not not that Hines hasn't broken out. He has. He just hasn't gotten the opportunity last season. So we think he's going to do that again. We think he's going to have a great season. But that's the reasoning why we didn't put him on the list as well. But, guys, that'll do it for our look at five potential superstars secret guys guys that we we think that could potentially be superstars. Maybe a lot of people aren't really thinking about them as guys that could be superstars. Let us know in the comments what you think about our five choices. Are there other guys that you would potentially put on this list as well? Let us know that and all these things in the comments below. But that'll do it for this one, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for all your support. If you're still hanging out with us, be sure to do all the things. Like, subscribe. Uh, if you're all listening, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, uh, you know, in the audio form, be sure to, you know, leave us a good review, all that good stuff. And thank you guys so much for tuning in. And as always, guys, go Colts. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.